Hey everyone, welcome to a little segment we call Digging Deeper. And uh, with me today is Andrew Nevener. Andrew is with us as an intern this summer. And we're gonna talk a little bit about Terry's sermon this past Sunday and think through the Lord's Prayer and how it touches on fatherhood. One of the things I thought I'd start by asking you, Andrew, is why don't you tell me just a little bit about your relationship with your dad, what kind of relationship was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I grew up with three older sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was the, the last miracle baby to, for the son to play baseball, you know, because they all played sports. And so he was really wanting a guy, you know, as, as most uh, uh, only daughter parents would yeah. like. Um, but we grew up really, really close. Um, he was pretty, very, very present with me um, throughout when I, as I grew up. Um, my parents are divorced. Uh, so they ended up getting a divorce when I was about in fifth grade. Okay. Um, so with that, it, it made me grow significantly closer with my mom and dad okay. because I really wanted to mix my priorities yeah. uh, with both to be nice. intentional with both. And thankfully, um, my dad has been really, really intentional with me, kind of reciprocating that, that as well. Um, we have grown deeper uh, as the years go on. And now that I'm in college, it's a bit a different dynamic. Yeah. Um, but we, he, he's kept that intentional mindset to be uh, the caregiver, the, cool. the good role model and the faith uh, and somebody I constantly have conversations cool. with. So, yeah. so as good as dads can be, and that's a, a nice example of a dad really coming alongside mm -hmm. with you, spending time with you, as good as dads can be, um, one of Terry's points is that dads are never able to fully provide us mm -hmm. that place of security, intentionality, mm -hmm. Uh, safety, mm. and sometimes dads make mistakes, right? Yeah. No. Let's talk a little bit about what makes God the perfect father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As I was thinking about that, one of the stories uh, my mind went to was the uh, parable of the prodigal son. Mm. Because in Luke chapter 15, we have three stories of lost things. We have a lost coin um, that starts off the parable. We have a lost sheep and we have a lost son. And the way the father responds to his son who is lost because he leaves the household, for me is a great picture of the kinds of attributes that God wants to emphasize fathers to have. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, I do, no, I totally do. So I'll just grab a few from that. The father's unfailing love is on display, mm. which is one of my favorite attributes of mm. God, that he, no matter what, will stand by his children and love them. Mm. Um, another one, and then maybe you can tell me what some, some of the attributes that really mm -hmm. uh, stand out for you. Another one in that story that I just really, really um, appreciate is the Father's forgiveness. So that's huge when it comes to interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. But to think that we have a God that is forgiving and that can overlook our worst and still draw us to him and call him call us his own is for me those are two that i just absolutely love yeah and i want to piggyback off of the forgiving part mm -hmm. i think as somebody that in my own personal life right now uh, my parents have, have done a great job at raising me into the man that that i am now mm -hmm. uh, but as college has kind of come adulthood starts right yeah. so I, I now am out of the house and they are parents but they're not parents in the way that they were mm -hmm. when I was younger mm -hmm. so uh, like you're talking about the forgiveness and the mending that God gives is more than any parent really can give mm -hmm. like my dad is great my mom's great mm -hmm. but God has been a better father than my than my dad because yeah. my dad can give me bandages for the cuts that I physically have but the, my father in heaven gives gives us 
a cure for our internal spiritual yeah. damages. So that's yeah, something that's really highlighted. Different kind of healing can go on there, Exactly, right? yeah. and that's the thing that I've learned the most yeah. of his careness uh, uh, and his, his forgiveness for yeah. me as, yeah. as adults has kind of come around the corner. Very neat. Yeah, I think as a role too as well with something my parents have always told me is that uh, as a dad, their time is is limited. Mm-hmm. God has always entrusted my parents since I was born mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. certain time period to yeah. build me up in, in Christ and a point to let me go. And yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing yeah. because yeah, is beautiful. as a father, whether you have a good, uh, really hard time with a father history or a good father history, it's not your forever father, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that gives a lot of, at least to me, and I don't yeah. know if you can reciprocate yeah. that, but yeah, comfort, I yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, one of the things that really jumped out of me in the sermon, I'm, I'm gonna go to a third topic here for just yep. a sec, yep. is, um, the little tiny sliver, it wasn't really a long segment, but Terry talked about King Josiah, and rather than following in the shoes of his father and grandfather and great-grandfather, he broke with an unhealthy pattern, mm-hmm. and rather than doing evil in the sight of the Lord, the passage says that he modeled his kingship after David. Do you remember that little segment? I do, yeah. yeah. And so one of the questions I was thinking about myself was, who do I have in my life that I would look to and choose to be an example of what it meant to be a good father. Mm. And I was reminded of a story, I'll just tell it, tell it to you for yeah, a sec, please. because when I was in London, I remember I was growing up, my parents were in Nova Scotia, I felt the absence of my, of my dad because he was so far away, and I wished I had somebody in closer proximity mm. that I could talk to about fatherly things. And it was right around that time I had a friend pop into my life, and this guy loved to do winter camping. Mm-hmm. And in, Andrew, in, in, in Canada, when you go winter camping and you have to drive like <laughs> six or eight hours north, you have to really prepare yourself. <laughs> it's the amount of snow, I'm sure. We get just a few inches of snow. Oh, in there's <laughs> snow, there's, there are wild animals. No, like it's a whole other world. Are around You're roughing in it in Canada. Roughing it in Canada. In winter camp. Now, it was a little bit of a cheater, okay. winter camping, because I got we stayed in something called a yurt. Y-U-R-T, so it's a circular building that has walls. They're only made of, um, whatchamacallit, like nylon. But there's some heat in it, so you don't, like it was minus 27, otherwise you'd freeze. <laughs> we don't and want it, that. It'd just be a brick. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we stayed in this yurt, and that was the start of a lot of camping trips we did together. And I would always ask my friend and say, you know, what did you do with your children when they were my kid's age? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things did you do? And I really looked up to him and he gave me good, honest fatherly advice. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we need someone like that, all mm-hmm. of us in our lives, whether it's our father, uh, our parents, right? Or whether it's somebody else. Terry's sermon reminded me that we need someone to speak Absolutely. into our lives. Absolutely. Do you have someone I do. like that? Yes, and, and especially in that capacity with a fatherly role, obviously I'm not a dad, but I do have uh, people in my life at my at Ozark Christian College. Uh, a lot of our professors, they're very intentional with other of us. Every one of them is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they mentor each kid uh, the best that they can. Yeah. Um, so I have a handful of professors at school uh, because I'm there for nine months out of the year. You know. Yeah. Um, and they are accessibly like ready to go, text messages going. Uh, one of my really, really amazing professors is Aaron Wheeler. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a man, and he still is prof- teaching, teaching there, uh, that really helped me understand the, the purpose of following Jesus mm-hmm. and gave an example that our life should really look like. Very cool. uh, not just trying to be perfect or 
did it all right. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, he he showed humility and nice. what what the humility Jesus kind of shows to us. So that was somebody for me. Do you have anything you want to wrap up with? Anything on your mind before we close the segment? You know, I, I did have one last thing mm-hmm. uh, with when it comes to fatherhood and, and and Father's Day here. It can be kind of heavy mm-hmm. uh, for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as uh, I was reading through Psalms nine uh, ninety one verse one through two, it says, "He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High." will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Mm. And I think that refuge is the most reassuring thing because a father might have refuge, but personally, our Father in Heaven has the best refuge from our our scars and and hurts. So that that reminds me of, um, I mean, I didn't mention this as another attribute, Mm. but uh, some would say that what's on display often in the fatherly qualities of God is a very protective love. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like this, the, the way that gets expressed because um, you can't, no matter what, you can lean in to God and know that things are going to be okay, that no matter what, you can abide with Him and by Him. Mm-hmm. And um, let's not forget that in the Gospels, the word that Jesus gives us for Father is an incredibly intimate word. It's Abba, which has almost a connotation today of daddy, a deep relational quality that Terry mentioned, the kind of quality where you could see yourself hopping up on the yeah, God's divine exactly. lap and just hearing his heart. People, that kind of a closeness relationally is what, what's being described. And the protective love uh, that you described out of Psalm 91 is the mm-hmm. kind of love, I guess, um, that we all can have. That yeah, and, and for you as life groups, I want you to think about these. You'll see right afterwards um, some, of the, some of the questions that are coming your way are similar to the ones we just talked about, and we hope you have a great discussion. And uh, in the process, learn more about God and reflect on your own experience with your, with your fathers. Sound good? All right, sound great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Let me close in prayer. Father in heaven, we want to thank you that you are our heavenly Father and that you watch over us and protect us that you forgive us, that you provide an unconditional, ongoing, unfailing love to us. And Father, we thank you as good as our dads might have been or as poor as our dads might have been at at fathering us, we um, ask you to help us model the qualities of forgiveness to them. And we ask that you help us to um, look beyond any mistakes and failures to to the perfect example that you provide. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Enjoy your group time, everyone.